Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is under fire on two continents. Lawmakers in Washington and Europe are demanding to know how a political consulting firm managed to get its hands on the personal data of 50 million Facebook users. Hi, I'm Tom from MySpace. Remember me? I was your first friend. In light of the Facebook scandal, there's never been a better time to come back to MySpace. Unlike Facebook, we don't mine our users' data because we don't have any users. So come on back. To join, all we need is your name and, like, your favorite song, I think. I don't know. It's been a long time. I'm not on here either. Let me just enter my name. And where's the feed? I don't see a feed. Oh, oh, top eight friends. That sounds dope, right? MySpace. It sucks. But at least you're safe. There's only one of us left with a gun and it's end at my heart. Yeah, we miss you. We love you. Oh, I miss you guys, too. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the Zanzizi podcast with Red Dead 2023, Mama Casey, and returning guest from the history of the Shoops, my dear, lovely sister, Lindsay Getcha. Lindsay! Oh, Getcha. Because <laughs> I finally get you on the podcast again. I was so, ex so excited to have you. My beautiful sister, how have you been? Me? I've been okay. Yeah. You know, since the last one was on the podcast, had some uh, major surgery reconstruction there. Uh-oh. Uh, it wasn't good, but that's okay. We're doing better now. That's good. Um, how's my nephew doing? Um, he has a diaper rash and is teething. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Do you put that magic butt cream on him? Look, yeah, I was my own compounding pharmacy this week, and I made the prescription magic butt cream at home. Nice. So we're talking about MySpace today, and I felt like in order to do a history on MySpace, I'd initially have to ask you guys, first question what did your MySpace page look like? Because we are 30-somethings and also very much 40-somethings. 
So we definitely had a MySpace page during the height of MySpace in the 2005s, 2009s. And I'll let you go first since you're the guest of the show, Lindsay. What was your MySpace page like? Also, kind of like how old were you? What grade were you in? Or were you, you know, set that up first. Okay, okay. So MySpace came out in 2003, right? Um, so I would have been a junior in high school slash senior in high school because I graduated in 04. And um, I think my MySpace page changed probably every other week because I was like, ooh, you know what would be even cooler? This background. <laughs> this music doesn't feel emo enough for my soul. Like, let's change that up. So I think the last one I had was probably a glittery, like effect background and then when you would open my page music would just be blaring yes and then there'd be that glitter background okay and what what was what what were some songs that you chose uh well evanescence was real cool when i was in high school so you know that that was blaring um but also nelly hot in here like i mean how could you not pick nelly true right um, that's what I remember right now. Probably, I don't know, was Fallout Boy around then or I'm sure something like that. At least towards yeah. the end, like I know for prob- a fact. It probably just went back and forth between emo and rap. Like if I'm being honest, yeah. which just sounds like your car today. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mama Casey, what about you? What was your MySpace page like? Um, well, it was it was fun to change because you know we were learning code going in the background. Um, but I think my last one was zero seven song uh, in the waiting line. I did a couple different zero seven songs, um, and then a kind of woodsy background but it was pretty colorful and it had like little cute deer stuff like that okay well i had a myspace page in 2004 so i was pretty quick to it especially because i was like like pretty much anybody who's listening to this podcast i always had a band or some sort of thing in fact i had a red season page which was supposedly my solo thing that i was gonna do in fact it was uh, thing at one point because I think a lot of guys like me who were musician solo guys making demos we used MySpace specific- specifically for networking purposes and that was how I got Nick into Lights at Sea my band at the time is because he did MySpace demos in his little metal basement project and when I played the guys in Lights at Sea the band they were like what is he not doing in our band? And I said, okay, I'll ask him. And that, so MySpace really is what got Nick into the band. But um, also, can we just take a moment here and just pause real quick? Because I was never once invited to be in your band. Okay. Yeah, let's hash this out. <laughs> let's go burn his Barbie like, soul. Let's, let's forget that I cannot play a musical instrument to save my life. Okay. Unless it's a recorder, I bet I still got that down. Yeah, but you could have so. been the singer, and they didn't even let you try out for that. 
That's true. No, they didn't. And you know what else I could have done? A cowbell. Was I ever given that opportunity? No. No. Damn it. Oh, we fucked up. Okay, so a baton girl, sorry. A baton, I, I <laughs> twirly feel, baton. I'm person. on your side, sis. That's true. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is your brother continues to do music, but also has become a podcasting guy, and now we get to incorporate you into that world because doesn't make up for it. Immediately, doesn't make up for it. <laughs> Me, um, and also, Casey. can we talk about that you've been a podcast guy for how long and you just invited me for the first time I on told, your podcast uh, in June. Ooh, so I see where I stand in this family. Man, that I, guys, I got up from the first bus and it, the buses just keep running me over. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I would have had pretty much probably had some sort of like emo like i remember specifically having like a raindrop background because i was like pre-asmr into asmr i guess and most of my music i think i remember specifically the longest song i had on there was an elton john song which was the don't go breaking my heart specifically was on there for a very long time because i could never be the guy to like a lot of guys I knew who were like, oh, I got uh, Pedro the Lion and Mineral and Radiohead. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm yeah. not going to blatantly be like, look at me. I have incredible taste in music. I was just well, like. Well, I, I, I agree. I think it's it's hard to put your, it's pretty vulnerable to like pick a background or pick a vibe. Because you're like, this is the billboard of who I am. But you're then you look step back and you think, I don't right. know. I know. Be careful. I'd rather just be silly all the time than be like, I have an or, elite, I'm a history buff and I know everything. Like I'm I'd rather just be able to converse with people than just to constantly no, no, you wear just, you gotta keep them guessing. I had a weird song that was like French and it was this little girl singing this French song and I was like, There we go, I'm putting that on my MySpace. So Nobody I can would me. keep it weird. Yeah. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. Also, I would have been in love with her then too, I'm sure. Um Oh god. Yeah. Lindsay, so you and I have had background conversations <laughs> in the past about that man's just always in love. But the oh, most yeah. I've Ryan ever... has been in love since third grade, just so you know. I think that's precious. I picked the right one. So, MySpace. Do you guys have? Do you guys keep in touch with anybody? If you remember any of your top eights. Yes. Mm. Uh. Yes. Go ahead, Lynn. Yes, I do. Uh. Well, I've got. Well, had four friends from high school that I still contact frequently and speak to. Uh, one of them passed away just about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, but the other three, I still talk to frequently, and they were always in my topic. Did you ever get in a fight with anybody? With somebody like, ooh, I just dropped from, you know, second oh. space to number seven now. All the time. And, you know, I didn't even tell people I was mad at them. I just, like, passive yeah. aggressively moved yes. them. Ooh, ooh. Yes. You're dropping down from one to four. Yes. Take that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Casey? 
Um, well, okay, so you got to remember that. Can you turn the music down just a tiny bit? Um, when I had a MySpace, I was already married and I had a one year old child. And I was a stay at home mom at the time, um, just almost going back to work. So, anyways, it was kind of a weird time. And yeah, I you find people who you haven't spoken to in since high school or whatever. So that was like a first, uh, networking thing. Um, but my top eight was, yeah, I'm still friends with some of my top eight, like James Sherwin. Um, and then I think Jay Lappinga, I've been friends with her forever. Uh, first grade. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember any of my top eight. I mean, I think I think you could have bands in that, but we'll get into that more when we go through like the history. So if I, I really ask the question most be, mostly because 2004, when I would have had it, would have been engaged. I wasn't actually married. And I think you could have bands in there. So I think some of mine were like self-promotion wise. We're just like, oh, this is where my demo page is. And then eventually, because initially when it first started, it was all people that I served with because that was a way to keep in touch. But also I used it kind of because before I ended up getting back together with my ex, I met a few different people. Like I was talking to somebody from Nashville at the time. He's already sliding into DMs just like that. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't necessarily like a DM thing. It, it, it was it, like, oh, you have to go to their page and see if they uploaded a new photo. And if they did, you better like it. Yeah. Cause I don't think there were DMs that I think any comment you made was like public to everybody when yeah. it came out. Yes. Yeah, and also you couldn't really, you had to, one, you had to follow somebody or they had to add you as a friend. Like, I remember specifically when you would log in, you would see, like, these notifications and be like, ooh, somebody wants to be my friend. Somebody wants to talk to me. So it was, it did feel, there was that initial surge of, like, dopamine, dopamine, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So MySpace, um is a social networking service based in the U.S. launched on August 1st, 2003. The site was the first social network to reach a global audience and had a significant influence on technology, pop culture, and music. Specifically, music was a big deal. Like Anybody who had a band during this time was able to get a lot of traction because it was used, I think, a lot by people who did demos and or had bands like I met a few guys who put out releases or I actually found a ton of music like bands I still like will listen to to this day that I found during that time personally me and you had a completely different MySpace because totally. I I had no bands on my MySpace I obviously don't play any instruments and was not in any bands what? so I wasn't trying to promote myself or any other band so I was just people that I met at high school or like 
through my high school friends that may have gone to other high schools or the nearby colleges because I did also have some friends at the nearby colleges. Interesting. Was it the same for you? I had a two-year-old. I was married and I had a one and a half two-year-old son. What, what was the same for me? Did I have music on there? Like, was it like a thing? Was it just out of like a curious, like social experiment thing? Or was it like... Oh, I thought it was really, really strange because I was on Zanga for like a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. And that's a live open journal where anybody can read it. Um, but you post it as if this is your own musings and you don't care if anybody reads it or not. It's for yourself and you're just pouring out your heart and soul. But then you also get to read other people's things, whether they were writing just a poem or they're about their day or their dream or anything, just tons of stuff, short stories. And that was fun. I have, I met two friends off of there because if you went to somebody else's page that you weren't friends with, it would be, it would basically give that person a record of footprints like, Ooh, this person looked at your page and you're like, I don't know them. So then you stalk them. And then, you know, you're putting footprints on each other's pages and then you just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to subscribe to this person. So it was a way to effectively, uh, network in that way though. Yeah. But then I went to my space and I thought this is the most narcissistic, weird thing it was a huge, it was a huge shift. And in fact, years later, like five years later, when there was finally like a Facebook, I thought, oh my gosh, this is awesome because Facebook was more like reading other people's stuff where MySpace, I don't think there was like a, a news feed, was there? Or just maybe some updates, like this person added a picture. It was more about look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more like this is the billboard of who I am in my life. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So... Effectively, uh, she brought up Zynga, but the site played a critical role in the early growth of companies like YouTube, Zynga, RockU, and Photobucket, among others. From 2005 to 2009, MySpace was the largest social networking site in the world. I remember Photobucket. You had to put it on Photobucket first to get a code to like put it in your MySpace. MySpace. Hey, if anything, they taught us a little bit about HTML coding. And I remember specifically there being like input jobs at the time, like being a big deal. Like you could get a decent wage after, say, you were out of high school or whatever to do some sort of data entry job. In July 2005, MySpace was acquired by News Corp for $580 million. And in June of 2006, it surpassed Yahoo and Google to become the most visited website in the U.S. It generated $800 million in revenue during the 2008 fiscal year. That's a lot of deliros. I mean... The rise and fall was pretty sharp. True. Especially with that 2008 recession that was just like... We're like, uh-oh. How many people do you know just got foreclosed? <laughs> Whoops. You probably still remember them. Well, I there's certain people I don't know if have thought that, I mean, because COVID didn't do any us any favors either when it came to, unless you were Jeff Bezos or somebody who 
some company who was like, hey, you know, I think maybe we should start a thing and call it, uh, Uber, I don't know, uh, Uber Eats or, or something like it. Because now we use Uber Eats still. Because, like, fuck, I don't want to drive to Pepino's and get a salad. I want to deliver. I want my Caesar salad am, delivered. I'm still... He's ruining me with that because I was very Dutch and thinking, like, I can drive up there and get it. Why am I spending $17 for somebody to... Anyway, it's not about my space. That's about being Dutch with it's money. It's worth it. Look, I'll pay $22 <laughs> for them to come deliver me food so I don't have to leave my house. Totally. <laughs> It is, it is nice, but anyway, um, MySpace and Face at its peak in April 2008, MySpace and Facebook reached 115 million monthly visitors, but MySpace narrowly lost to the newly emerging Facebook in terms of global users in May of 2009. Facebook surpassed MySpace in its number of unique U.S. visitors. Since then, the number of MySpace users has declined steadily despite several redesigns. Even though JT bought it at one point too, Justin Timberlake, and there oh, was—I thought you meant JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Do you remember him, Linz? Whoa, JTT! Remember him? Yes, that was uh, one of my very first uh, celebrity crushes. Mm-hmm. Um, my actual first celebrity crush, going off on this tangent here, was Harrison Ford because Indiana Jones. Yeah. Okay? okay. Same. Yeah, I know it. I see, I see okay. you more as a Andrew Keaton. Isn't that wasn't that oh. his name? I feel like you would have liked him. Teeny Bop Boy. Nope. Nope. Okay. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, and uh Han Solo. I just you know I get it. Was in love. I get it. Still in. Yeah, he he's what, eighty eight? Something like You're that. You're getting so many bonus point points with your older brother over here, Lancy, <laughs> by saying all that. Yeah. She's got quality choices. Anyway, by 2019, the site's monthly visitors had dropped to 7 million. It's insane to think that people would even still go there. But I guess, hey, you know, I get it with Facebook being, I mean, it's kind of bland. But realistically, from what I read, the biggest deterrent and the reason that people left was there were so many ads and realistically facebook was more about connection yeah. and people like like casey said like the news feed really broadened that and it wasn't just about like visiting somebody's page and becoming like myspace yeah so people stalker. Would, would post articles so, something interesting that you can talk about or current events or whatever so there's an interesting kind of breakdown that I found of on Wikipedia really explaining the history of social networking. And I was curious about this because I remember before MySpace using primarily using AOL Instant Messenger to talk to people when I was in the service. Remember sliding into some weird, creepy, what, what were they called? Chat rooms. Chat rooms. Oh, chat rooms. Oh, yeah, and you would just be in random chat rooms and you'd be talking to random people and you'd be like, these people don't know who I am. Yeah. I'll say whatever the fuck and I And you can pretend to be somebody else. You're like, 49 yeah. male truck driver. Yeah, don't mind me. I'm just a 13-year-old girl right. in Nebraska. Exactly. 
Yeah. Um, catfishing. catfishing came about yes, during it's this true. time. It's a catfish thing. I, I did it. Didn't you, Lindsay? Pretend to be somebody else? Oh, yeah. And I had multiple logins to Instant Messenger. So, like, <laughs> to trick your I friends at school? I yeah, did that. Did you, mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about what is this bitch going to say behind my back? <laughs> Hey, you know, Lindsay, she stinks, right? And then you're like, oh, shit, my friends suck. No, I actually... No. But go, go ahead, Lindsay. No, it was more thought out than that. Like, you met up with them in a random chat room that you knew that they were in all the time, and you, like, pretended to be someone completely different, like, and then they told you I all just... about their lives, and then you knew, like, what kind of secrets they were hiding. <sighs> I remember one of my friends pretended to be somebody else and caught one of my closest friends at the time hitting on her. And I was like, wait a minute. You said you were my boy and now you're macking on my lady online? See? Never can trust. (laughs) Damn it. So the potential for computer networking to facilitate newly improved forms of computer-mediated social interaction was suggested early on in the development of the Internet. Efforts to support social networks via computer-mediated communication were made in many early online services, including Usenet, Listserv, and Bulletin Board Services. Many prototypical features of social networking sites were also present in online services such as the Source, Delphi, America Online, Prodigy, CompuServe, ChatNet, and The Well. I remember when mom got Prodigy the first time and I was like little, little, like we were living, this was back in the brownhouse days and I went upstairs and mom let me mess around with it and it was like, holy cow, like the idea of sitting at a computer and being able to click on like a storybook because at the time she had like a storybook pulled up and I was clicking through like a like interacting with a story and clicking and reading like the next page and seeing like little gif images move and thinking like wow this is awesome this is the future like thinking that was insane like to be able to just click things okay what kind of computer chair did you did your mom have in the brown house you know what i don't really remember i know focus was it leather was it brown i'm sure it was leather i really i really think it was probably just an extra dining room chair probably i was gonna say that was the first ones they were they were kitchen chairs dining room chairs i I when I try to remember that era, it's it's pretty foggy. Like I can I can see the layout of the house. I know it. I'm sure it's changed. If it's I think the last time I drove past there. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you walked in and there was like this open mudroom type space that was right. tiled, like 70s tile. Mm-hmm. And then there was a step up. Yep. Yep. Into a shaggy carpet living room Ooh, what area. Color, what color? Green. I think it was gray. Oh, gray. I want to say yeah, because when because my dad always buys like the ugliest house that needs the most work in the nicest area he can find. Like smart. He's like, oh, what's this? It smells like cigarette smoke and twenty-year-old cat pee. Sold. I can fix it. Oh, everything's hanging on by a thread. Doesn't matter. I'm a I got man. This. 
<laughs> he is a man. He is. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, but it was like, and then there was a stairway down to the basement just to the left while the living room was to the right, but it was one of those open stairways where there's a railing and there are a few oh, yeah. like rails mm-hmm. along the way, but you can fit your whole body through the rails to get down the stairs as a child because we used to do that. I also um, remember running up those stairs thinking a monster was going to grab my ankles. Everybody had that basement yes. staircase they had to run up. Oh, good. Yes. Freddie's going to grab me. I think not a single basement stairs that you haven't run up thinking that someone was going to grab your ankles. He was born <laughs> with the anxieties. But yes, yeah. it was a nice uh-huh. it was a nice house. Yeah, and then straight back, you kept walking straight. Then at the end of the railing, there were the stairs to go up and continuing to go uh, straight. There was the little dining room right off the kitchen yes. and a giant screened in porch. Many a Swiss cake roll was eating eaten by me at that table. And uh, yeah, because Ryan used to walk me home from school and hold my hand when we crossed the street. And then we stopped at the corner store almost every single day and got a little Debbie on our way home from school. Mm, Like a Swiss cake roll or uh, whatever holiday. They were 25 cents back then. Yeah. Yeah. It was whatever holiday uh, thing we had. And dad used to always have like this stack of quarters by the door for us, for us to like put in our pocket to take to school. Papa Steve for the win. Yeah. And you know that that corner store still exists and it looks the exact same now as it does from my memory. And also, they let us go in there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a simpler time, but I remember and from that moment on thinking like the Internet is cool and that it w- there was there were really interesting things like the idea of being able to click on a screen and it to change or to like the infinite possibilities of different websites and it all i mean it's all it's so integrated into our lives now from iPhones to iWatches to laptops to Zoom like even thinking we were going to have this technology that we have right now where we can Zoom talk and feel like you're technically in the room and have music going and wi-fi i mean it's actually insane. what we're doing right now talking over zoom see, like seeing each other is exactly what we all imagined the future would be and now we're here it's amazing and the, there's cake rolls behind us that we'll eat in the night We've got you guys have cake rolls well we have a giant pumpkin spice roll we got from all <laughs> <laughs> she was ready to grab all of it. Like she was like, "Don't let me!" Like she she finished the weight loss competition, and now she's like, "Game on!" Well, the weight loss competition was a scam because I like actually ended up gaining a pound. But even with healthy choices, Babe. even with healthy choices, and not that I, it was an office thing, and I haven't, anyways. Um, and so I was like, okay, even with healthy choices or not, my body is gonna be whatever it's gonna be. So, so fall, fall party par- cakes. Fall party cakes. That's what's happening. Little Debbie has always been my friend, though. She's and it's there a, when you need her. She's a reliable one. And the the truth of the matter is, it's the first day of fall, 
and it's time for a fall party. Cakes. Yeah. So anyways, the sweet tooth never went away, but internet changed and got better and better. And early social networking on the World Wide Web began in the form of generalized online communities such as the globe.com, geocities, and tripod.com. Many of these early communities focused on bringing people together to interact with each other through chat rooms and encouraged users to share personal information and ideas via personal web pages by providing easy-to-use publishing tools and free or inexpensive web space. Some communities, such as classmates.com, took a different approach by simply having people link to each other via email addresses. In the late 1990s, user profiles became a central feature of social networking sites, allowing users to compile lists of friends and search for other users with similar interests. New social networking methods were developed by the end of the 1990s, and many sites began to develop more advanced features for users to find and manage friends. Open Diary, a community for online diarists, invented both friends-only content and the reader comment, two features of social networks important user interaction. So, interesting developments that led to things like MySpace, obviously, just kind of like an idea of where we were before MySpace really got kicking. Now, you did you did you use anything like that? Because I remember in high school there being like um, a internet kind of like computer class where we had to set up our own website at one point. Yeah, I think we did. I want to say it was Live Journal. When did Live Journal come out? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm sure it was something like Live Journal. Yeah, something like that. And then um, I remember we all put it in our MySpace profiles because it started out with something stupid we had to do in computer class, but then it just kept, you know, living its life. Yeah. Did you have to build a website in school? It's been it live journal was 1999. Okay, so then yeah, live journal. So we all had to do some sort of like journaling thing because every week we had to write our feelings down about computer class. Oh and then gosh. it had to be like and then our and like our teacher would look at our live journals and see what was going on and seeing that we were posting and it was part of our grade to like get out there on the internet and explore. Yeah. Well, in January of 2006, MySpace had 200,000 new users a day. A year later, it was registering 320,000 users a day and had overtaken Yahoo to become the most visited website in the U.S. Comscore said that a key driver of the site's success in the U.S. was high engagement levels with the average MySpace user viewing over 660 pages a month. Which is crazy to think that so many people would look at pages. I can't remember in, I, I well, essentially when we first started with websites, there was usually a counter at the bottom of the site that would list oh, how yeah. many times somebody would come to your page. Funny. In fact, my first band, Lorraine, in high school, we had a little MySpace, or not a MySpace, we had a little... Uh, website counter at the bottom and I would be like oh look 40 unique visitors right and I was like wait was that the 40 times that I had to w- <laughs> yeah well, it 
reminds me of YouTube of, you know, all the videos like, oh, I had this many views and this many likes. Which is an algorithm that people, I mean, obviously businesses care about when it, when hiring or say purchasing or acquiring like bands and artists and things like that. And that's something that like, is fascinating. What, what and also, yeah. Well, specifically like, um, especially for like celebrities, like that's a huge factor when, um, building the brand or whatever, especially if you're, if you have your own business or something like that. Like I know people who like specifically my friend Sherry does her own thing with the watering mouth, which is like a, a, uh, it's like somebody who does like not necessarily life coach, but like dietary stuff and people who do things like that. Like it helps, especially if they have like a, a large following when getting advertising yeah. or endorses yeah. things like that. And obviously if you're listening to this show, you should like, and subscribe and rate and review everything. Follow us on all this stuff. Um, the 100 millionth MySpace account was created on August 9th, 2006 in the Netherlands. That same month, MySpace signed a landmark advertising deal with Google that guaranteed MySpace $900 million over three years, over 55% more than the price News Corp had paid to acquire the business. In exchange, Google received exclusive rights to provide web search results and sponsored links on MySpace. When the deal was signed, Google chairman Eric Schmidt said, when we looked at what was growing on the web, all our internal metrics pointed to MySpace. It's important to move Google to where users are, and that is where user-generated content is. Why does he sound like that? I don't know. Yeah, why? Why does he sound like that? I don't know. But I just wanted people to remember that statistic because it's interesting to me, so I did it in a voice. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... By October 2006, MySpace had grown from generating $1 million in revenue per month to $30 million per month, half of which came from the Google deal. The remaining 50% came from display advertising sold by MySpace's in-house sales team. So that's, like I said, there was a lot of ads, especially... I think that was such a good move on Google's part because now we don't say, I'm going to search for something. We say, well, just Google it. Oddly enough, the first time I heard somebody say Google was on an episode of Flavor of Love. Oh, Flavor of Love. Yeah, because yeah, one of the female contestants got caught it, in a lie. Was it New York? I think it was oh. New York. And one of the one of Flavor of Flav's buddies was like, "You don't know? Do you know anything about Flavor Flavor Flav?" And she was like, "Uh." And he was like, "Google it." Google, 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 Google. And I was oh, like, then it wasn't New York. Okay. Because she was down from day one and she continued to show up season after season, even though she wasn't always invited. Look there. <laughs> if, if, if I knew there was going to be something to, to cover in the two thousands, I knew I had to have Lindsay on. And if we ever do a history of anything, when it comes to reality shows, this is my oh, main. I'm in. <laughs> I am in. Okay, you know what we need to do then? Because we've been talking about like, oh, we should do like a reaction video or something. If we had you, your husband, me, and Ryan on a reaction video to anything, you know, 
uh, reality TV. I think we'd all have yeah. a lot to say. That's all. Here's here's a fun fact about my husband. He does not like reality TV at That's all, true. whatsoever. But oh, if it, it if it's a CSI anything, or if it's oh he's in, or if he's it's Star Trek, it. <laughs> or if it's uh, I don't know. I like, like torturing him, so I'm like he's gonna watch it. He also likes to watch like the nine one one like fire rescue EMS oh people my gosh, shows, I'm and I'm like, you know that I live this life like when I go to work every day, so I don't want to watch it when I come home. If it's got Chris O'Donnell or LL Cool J in it, he's down. I've listened to all in. the nine one one calls. That's the best reality because it's true. Because it's real. Those really. are horrifying. Some of them sometimes, things. but it's amazing to see human nature. But anyway, so we we were, we were talking through we, we we mentioned our our brief little side tangent on reality shows, but in the reality of MySpace in the mid two thousand seven, MySpace was the largest social networking site in every European country, where it had created a local presence. By July two thousand seven, Nielsen Net Ratings reported the company's active reach or the percentage of the population that visited the site was anywhere from 10 to 15 times higher in Spain, France, and Germany than for runner-up Facebook. In the United Kingdom, MySpace led Facebook by 2 to 1 in terms of reach. On November 1, 2007, MySpace and Bebo joined the Google-led Open Social Alliance, which already included Friendster, Hi-Fi, Hi-Five, LinkedIn, Plaxo, Ning, and Six Apart. The Alliance's goal was to promote a common set of standards for software developers to write programs for social networks. Google had been unsuccessful in building its own social networking site, Orcut, in the American market and was using the Alliance to present a counterweight to Facebook. Do you remember when Google had like Google Hangouts, or not Google Hangouts, Google had its own social networking thing? Well, that must I have think flopped. it was Hangouts. Well, it was something... Nobody cared. No, because there were too many. You, it's hard because, and I, I've thought about this too, when it comes to social social networking. It's in the way how MySpace, and we're getting to it now, when MySpace really shifted from being the leader. Excuse me, sorry. When everybody's on one site, that's the the winner, obviously. Yeah. And as much as I liked MySpace, and I still think I would have preferred to have used MySpace now, now as the leader rather than Facebook, um, you can't you can't just stay on the site and be like, no, I'm not leaving and going to this because the majority went, and you can't just stay and like you know hold down the fort because, I mean, look. No, you're right. I remind. It was hard to go from MySpace to or to uh, Facebook, and I was one of the last ones mm-hmm. because all my friends were like pressuring me, and I'm like, guys, we already have this. And they're like, just try it. If you don't like it in two weeks, you can just delete it, and I, that's that's what finally got me on. And I don't know, but now obviously Instagram, and there's a million other ones, but Instagram just had me download threads I, I got bullied by my friends to download threads which is like 
we already have a messenger on Instagram, so I don't even know what Threads is because I just downloaded it because I've been bullied. <laughs> well, we've also <laughs> we also have Facebook Messenger texting to begin with. And be real, I was on that for three days, and I was like, I can't do it all. I can't do it all, and I deleted it immediately. I just I also think- deleted be real because I was just like, I cannot be real enough for this app. <laughs> I know, and also I don't care about other people's be reels. It's I don't know. I like the highlight reel, man. I want to see your lows and your highs, but I don't need everything in between. Yeah, and I think I don't the, need to the see jump that you're from MySpace to Facebook was hard, but the jump from Facebook to Instagram was like sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I Instagram. Agree. Yeah, because the memes. Because all the memes yeah. were getting in, and I was like, oh, this is what I want to watch yeah. and listen to sometimes. So. Well, now with Reels in TikTok, it's and it, it's kind of like a like a decompression, kind of like I'm just gonna laugh at cats and old people doing silly shit, and then go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Space out, disassociate. And, and you never so. actually have to download TikTok because if you just wait three weeks, it'll be on Instagram on the Reels already. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> That's how that's how uh, Facebook is is staying relevant too because now they have reels. I just have Instagram and Facebook. That's it. So at its peak, when News Corp attempted to merge it with Yahoo in two thousand seven, MySpace was valued at twelve billion dollars and had more than three hundred million registered users. Ooh, I feel boy. like twelve billion doesn't even sound like a lot of money anymore chump change but if you'd like to sponsor the show and send us that money we'll happily put it to use and well what i'm saying um, is just money is just such an illusion oh five million five hundred million or you know may as well be whatever it is because somebody is making a lot of money and it's not us no it's not because here we are on saturday night at our houses (laughs) doing the fam hey but we're happy we're the richest we are with love with love on april 19 2008 facebook overtook myspace in alexa rankings in may 2009 facebook surpassed myspace in the number of unique u.s visitors from that point myspace saw a consistent loss of membership there are several suggested explanations for its decline including the fact that it stuck to a portal strategy of building an audience around entertainment and music whereas facebook and twitter continually added new features to improve the social networking experiences. A former MySpace executive suggested that the 900 million three-year advertising deal with Google, while being a short-term cash windfall, was a handicap in the long run as it required MySpace to place even more ads on its already heavily advertised space, which made the site slow, more difficult to use, and less flexible. MySpace could not experiment with its own site without forfeiting revenue while Facebook was rolling out a new clean site design. MySpace CEO Chris DeWolf reported that he had to push back against Fox Interactive Media's sales team who monetized the site without regard to user experience. In 2012, uh, Katz described how News Corporation had put significant pressure on MySpace to focus on near near-term monetization as opposed to thinking about long-term product strategy which is kind of a thing i mean the zuck who may be considered you know kind of like a crazy bezos elon musk 
billionaire weirdo who likes to hunt humans on his property or something crazy is a long-term guy. And obviously I'm a huge movie guy. If you've listened to this podcast and I highly recommend the movie, the social network, it's even more relevant now. And also crazy, awesome Andrew Garfield performance. But, um, I think Mark Zuckerberg, if he's if we're gonna be real here, has a more long term style of running his company, and I think that's why it's still. Speaking the of be real, did he is he the one that came up with be real, the Zuck? I don't know that. I don't know I either. Don't know. I know it just popped up, and I wondered how that got so popular. Why everybody was trying to bully me into that one. It was probably a Gen Z person. Uh, Alexis Barriott and Kevin Piero founded Be Real. Ah. They worked on media production at GoPro for two years. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's a good little launch off off of the GoPro. I mean, yeah, I just Googled that real quick. Well, you're hired. You're hired. You can you're be on the, on the payroll. Show. Which is fall party cakes. A little Debbie cake. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna be happy. You're gonna. You're welcome. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about social media, and I mean that's basically the gist of MySpace. I mean, I, I think it had a significant impact on us overall because it was kind of like a prelude to what we're living in now, uh, especially at a younger, our younger. I mean, we were effectively late teens, early twenties. So we had to really thing. dip into the know thyself. You're gonna you're gonna pick out a glitter background lens. Is that who you are? Prove it. Look, I think I think one time I had a shooting star background, and then I think that I put the airplane song on my MySpace too. Red Hot you Chili know? Peppers, Red Airplane. No, not Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey, I like that song. Uh, it's the we could really use a wish right now. Like yes, like shooting stars, airplanes. Yeah. I think that so, the people okay. who who used a lot of glitter on MySpace turned into the Snapchat filter moms of now, who use all the Snapchat filters on their Tinder profiles. Well, those are also the way back when I had a kid, uh, the creative memories. And I'm sure younger listeners probably have a baby book if they had one of those moms of a creative memories baby book. And for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, now I can do creative memories on my own background (laughs) and website. I'm a chuggy. It's oh. laugh, love. What? The, Aren't the creative memories those like little baby like miniatures? No, it's a, would... it's a ba- it's just doing a baby book. Creative memories like you can buy a, a scrapbooking supplies. Oh. So, so everybody go well, like, ask your mom if you have a baby book. If you do, mom, mom did stamping up. Uh, yes. That Our mom was stuff. definitely a Joanne Fabrics mom. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she was. She still is. She's now she's a, a grandma and a mom. 
So um, yeah, she just sent me a picture of a super cute sweater that she just knitted for Jack. So I can't oh. wait for him to wear that. You guys, just let me take a moment of the listeners' time mm-hmm. to tell you both how much I appreciate your family. It is a dream family to be part of, and I feel very fortunate and blessed. And I just want to thank you both for being part of that. It's true, but it's mostly Lindsay, so. She's not going to say anything because she's like, I am the glue. Within the first six uh, months, I, I was like, Lindsay, you, how, this family is alive. These boys are alive because of you, sister. She's like, I know. I know. <laughs> she said it again. I've been um, telling them what to do since I could speak. So um uh, they don't always listen, though, so don't don't blame their bad things on me. That's not my fault. Damn. Well, no, no, I, I did I know, also I try know to. You've molded the, your brothers into men. I do. I see it. I see the work. It's been done. It's a gift. I tried to stop it when I was little, and I hit her on the accident with a baseball bat. Accident. Yeah, you tried motive. You already told. You give it away. You're giving it away, honey. Jail, straight uh, yeah. to jail. Did you did you tell her that with that baseball bat accident, we had to go to urgent care and I had to get stitches in my neck because my earring was stuck in my neck? And, and you're a nurse now, Lindsay, because you're like, that's and, where you fix it And I'm it a all. nurse now because I've just been taking care of people my whole life. Yeah, may, may as well make money. You know what I mean? Anytime. You do it anyway. Fair listeners, whenever anything goes wrong in my life medically, I'm like, Lindsay, let's just say she knows TMI for Lindsay most of the time. But Oh my gosh, it was two weeks into dating Ryan and I had like a headache or whatever. And he's like, I'll ask my sister. She's a nurse. I hadn't even met you. And he's putting in like all like you're asking what what are the symptoms, whatever. He's putting them down. And then um she, she, she uh, replied a ghost gif. <laughs> I was like, that. I was like, um, your sister is hilarious. <laughs> Diagnosis to be, death. To be fair, that was the third time in two weeks that he said, "Here are the symptoms. <laughs> what should I do?" Yes. <laughs> Oh, you're like, I'm not on the clock. You're all dead. So obviously MySpace affected a lot of people. It really ushered in comedians like Dane Cook became huge because of MySpace. Comedians used it. You also had your first internet celebrities like Tila Tequila, who had her own reality show as well. Yes, she did. Shots of Love with Tila Tequila. And it was... Is that right? Yes. Shot of Love, or you can have a shot of love with this internet celebrity. And she (laughs) owes a lot of her fame from being young, dumb, and being drunk and spouting probably terrible opinions, but whatever. That's what the internet's here for, for idiots to get on it and be like... Speak for yourself, Ryan. I'm just saying there's some of that. But obviously, it's an inter- it's an interesting prelude to what we have today, MySpace. And I'm glad I got to talk to two beautiful women about it on the interwebs. So, 
But thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on and talking to us. I would love to have you on, especially when we can talk about, say, medical histories of things of that sort, or maybe she's like, put me on the payroll and I'll talk to you about that. Otherwise, nothing's for free. (laughs) Medical histories, superstitions, um, sitcom, reality TV shows, those types of things. I am, I am in. So you murders. Uh-oh. Also, Witch doctors. Yep. Well, we do have a ton of episodes coming up. In the month of October, I've got all nine planned. Um, yeah, it's going to be a doozy. Spooky month kicking off October 1 with a vampire episode. But it's on my favorite vampire movie, Blade. Wesley oh, Snipes. I thought it was going to be about Vampire Diaries <laughs> or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or oh. Twilight. Well, you oh, oh yeah, Twilight. You just watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer last night, didn't you? Was it the TV or the movie I... with Paul Rubens, R.A.P.? Um, it is the TV show, Sarah ah. Michelle Gellar. You know, um, what was I've also started watching on HBO Max this newest one, The Discovery of Witches. Is that good? Which also has vampires in it, and it, it is very good. Cool. What about reality shows? How are we faring right now with reality shows? Are you up on Sister Wives? Um, I'm not up on Sister Wives. Uh, they just released a new season of Florida Bama Shores, though, on oh Hulu. Gosh. So I had to watch that, but that's still only like 2019, but it just came out on Hulu, so I had to watch that. Wow. I got to come over and bring up those yummy donuts I did last time and watch some of that stuff with you, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. I'll do it soon. We did a below the Maybe deck tomorrow. stream party the whole time that I lived with her, and it was like the best time ever watching below the deck all day or watching our, well, now in prison, Chris Lee Knows Best marathons. <laughs> Chris Lee Knows Best and also below deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Yeah, fantastic. And I mean, I still think Ben is the best chef. I don't care mm-hmm. what anybody says. I agree. And whenever I, I we watched a movie recently with a chef in the, and I just immediately thought of our time watching Below Deck and being <laughs> like, "This isn't Ben. This sucks." But that's okay. It was a movie. But anyway, time for me to eat my fall party cakes, sis. All right, we love you so much. We'll have you on again. You're the best. Um, I don't really think there's anything for you to promote other than be smart and don't go to the ER because Lindsay is not working today. Um, let's just, I mean, if you have to go to the ER, please go to the ER and seek medical attention. But also, you don't need to go to the ER for a stub toe that you did seven days ago right at this second. Good to know. Let's just be smart. Be smart. Or just put in all your symptoms to Lindsay and she'll send you a cute little ghost. <laughs> I think I also sent a uh, skull and crossbones. So. Yeah, that's true. All right. I love you. Check out our Instagram, Zanzizi Podcast on Instagram. Email us a uh, link or email us uh, episode suggestions, Zanzizi Podcast at gmail.com. Also, join the Discord and. 
get ready for a spooky month because we're excited to cover and we got guests and we got fun. We got Bowie's episodes planned. It's going to be a great time. We love you. We'll see you next week. Have a great one.